0: The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content.
1: My name is Roscoe Cobble I enjoy long walks on the beach, spending time with my daughter Gracie, and murdering people.
2: My name is Colbert Darkley. I'm a half-worth cleric of Hyaya and I'm the keeper of the secret ingredient.
3: This is Melvin Hardmeat. And you can reach the Turd Dimension through my butthole.
2: Previously on The Very Good Adventuring
4: Team.
0: I'm gonna drag Hercules Hogleg into my lap and I'm gonna force feed him his own potion. Hi Achilles, how do you feel? <sighs> Much better. You're a good man, Kip. Make him a broad.
3: This must be some kind of special wang fungus. I run away. <laughs> you run away? You coward hog like? <laughs> 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 I don't really
1: run away. We never saw the other team in this cavern. No. I think they made it out with the trough. Why why come there's no
0: trough? Three dudes staring <laughs> intensely at a boulder.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
3: like over a cliff? Like there's it a... seemed
2: like a cliff, but there was a set of steps on the other side. Unfortunately, uh... Professor Porkrines did not write a map for this part. And before you even reach that cavern, you can see the swine growth trying to figure out how to lift a golden trough.
1: <gasps> That's my thought.
2: We
3: just grab onto it and it's ours now. <laughs> <laughs> so what seems like could have happened at this point is that somebody helped them kill all those things, brought the trough down here so they could
1: come find it. Your rolls are good, Melvin. But yeah, I'm sure I, your rolls will be good for the rest of your life.
2: <laughs> Look, it wasn't us, okay? We we just needed to win. I, I have certain heritage i need to protect okay i i just need to win i need to be ahead
3: who
0: helped you
2: my grandfather
3: i the can poop in the trough you can poop in the trough
0: i feel the like boys. that's our
1: right as the victors is to mm-hmm. be able to poop in the trough yeah it's like the stanley cup you can do anything you want to do, mm-hmm. do you
3: think people anybody's pooped in the stanley cup
1: yes i think everyone
3: has pooped in the stanley cup <gasps> really yeah mm-hmm. like why are you weird all, like
1: why do you all agree like you're because Actually, that trophy's been around for more than a hundred years, and like every player gets like to do what they want with that cup. Mm-hmm. So somebody's gonna think to themselves, "Boy, I bet nobody's pooped in it." But then somebody else is gonna think of that, and somebody else is gonna think of that.
3: I bet I bet you there's f- things far worse that we can't even imagine. Do you think it is a imagine bl- a whole hockey team? <laughs> do you, do you that? <laughs> I don't even see what you did. <laughs> a human sacrifice. <laughs>
2: Do you think it's a black light that goes in there every year afterwards? And
4: oh, I it you,
0: they fucking run that thing through an autoclave every year. Probably, like, why would you not a put a black light on it until after they've washed washed it? They don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I mean, you know, the I've seen pictures of people putting like their babies in there and stuff like that, and that is always or, my or, first thought. Is like somebody's taking a shit in that, or thing. or drinking beer out of it, or whatever yeah. else. Oh, Eating yeah. cereal, Ugh. probably baby cereal. No,
4: that would be a-
2: Alright, so, the real question on everyone's mind is, what are you wearing to the dance? My finest loincloth. The finest of loincloth. Tell me about this loincloth, please. Oh, it's
1: silk. And Ooh. it has emeralds embedded in it. Ooh, yes, know. with a green touch. Mm-hmm. I like
2: it. Put like the one on shine each up.
1: side, maybe. And the yeah. one big one in the middle in yeah. the front. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. How about your horns? Are they just going all natural? Or? No, I'm putting like
0: bangles on them. Damn right you are. Damn right you are. I love it. <laughs> what about you, Kip? Oh, Kip is uh, Kip. Didn't realize that the dance was going on, and but well, like just kind of followed everybody there. So he's just wearing what he was wearing earlier. He forgot. He like, forgot yeah. that <laughs> it? It's just like. Oh, no, of a party.
3: Going on?
2: Oh, the dance! <laughs> yeah. He doesn't put out glit, green glitter or anything like that, make sure it's shit sparkles. Or...
0: Mm, nope, nope, He's j- he totally right. forgot. There's definitely Did some green involved. Did Kip but...
2: bring anything to the party to make it a little better?
0: Or is he um, just
2: going, just, whoa, there's a dance? All right, let's go.
0: Kip, uh, well, Kip didn't bring it to the dance. Because he knew about the dance, but he does happen to—he'd gone back to his uh, his dorm room because that that fungus from earlier made him think about his mushrooms. Uh, so he he grabbed some mushrooms and he uh, casually deposits them in the uh, in the punch bowl.
2: <laughs> At the party.
0: Uh. At the party. Yep.
2: All right. So he's, have, let, uh, he's
0: he's making some tea. We got some
2: tea in the punch bowl. I like that. Okay. Actually, can I uh, get a little medicine check on that? Oh yeah. Uh oh. You're gonna kill everybody. Yeah. I just wanna know how much. I get a negative two on mu- did, um, Hopefully, how, you don't get those mushrooms. Oh. oh, that's a one. Okay, so. Oh, God. He poured a lot of mushrooms into this punch, guys. So, I'm not sure if you guys took some, but we'll go on with that. We should roll a to lot find of
3: out.
4: <laughs> what?
3: We could always roll to find we out. We can always. How much? Uh. Yeah, Kip will forget actually, pretty quickly can I that he get put a them in
2: there. D20 for how many mushrooms you put into that.
3: Oh, sure.
0: That's going to be 14 mushrooms (laughs) (laughs) Far too many (laughs) Two two. would have been sufficient (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly, 14 A little more than
3: a baker's dozen there (laughs) A
2: little more Nice Alright Melvin,
3: what are you making to the grand dance? Uh, I'm going to rock it like uh, Like a tuxedo a, A green tuxedo with tails Like big long tails and a top hat and a cane Like Dumb and Dumber Nice. I was gonna say, is it the sweatsuit tuxedo for oh. comfort? <laughs> Do they make such a thing? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah.
4: <laughs> the sweat-suit, sweatsuit tuxedo?
3: I gotta see it before I commit, but it's a strong possibility. Sweatsuit. Oh, so it's like sweatpants and then like a. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Oh, right, wait, hold on no. Hold on now. No, I'm gonna go with my original plan. I'm rocking the full completely bright green tuxedo with tails top hat cane monocle a monocle hell yeah that's awesome top hat monocle i cane love that tuxedo. you put the mushrooms
2: in that punch bowl. by the way <laughs> i think that fucking awesome
1: melvin should take the first drink of that punch and shit himself and that's why he puts a portal in his asshole so he doesn't have to shit anymore <laughs> maybe he he's mortified of shitting you can get a sweatsuit
0: that just has I have given up printed all over it. <laughs> oh my god. So
2: let's go, as a group, what should I be? Should it should be a, a survival check? For or... what? The punch? Yeah. The skills? Like, Consti- no, no, no. It'd be the a spell. constitution save. The constitution a constipation spell? save. <laughs> Are you ready for the roll of a lifetime? What
0: the fuck?
1: Let's do it.
0: The internet is so full of weird things.
3: I love the well, so that. <clears throat> so the first thing is is uh I show up in my awesome outfit. I'm pretty thirsty, I feel like, so I think I'm definitely gonna have some of that punch.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> in right. fact, probably Kip recommends some punch, probably Kip does. Oh
0: for sure. Kip is like God, any punch yet? <laughs> it's out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> first, ho- <laughs>
2: hog leg. Have, um, have you had any punch?
1: Nope.
2: No? Alright, not a punch guy. Melvin, how much of this punch do you drink? Can I get a 1d4 for how many glasses you've drank?
3: Oh, yeah. I have drankin' three glasses. Three glasses.
2: So for this a next 14 roll, mushroom punch. Guess what? It's gonna be a disadvantage. It's unfortunate, but it is gonna be that way. And so it's a dance-off dance-off? Yes, it is. In between? Well, everyone is at this dance. It's kind of a tri-school dance. And so, Neblim, she was very appreciative of what you guys did. Kind of forgot all the things you said to her, everything in the past. And she <laughs> challenged you. She's like, let's do this.
0: It's she time. walks up to you, and she goes, <laughs>
2: Out of a mask. of eyes. Out <laughs> of what you've drinking
3: I'm scared out of my mind right now. <laughs> She opens her mouth and skulls come
0: flying <laughs> <laughs> But you understand that this means dance competition this, this
2: means dance And so you say yes She does her moves The great <laughs> moves everything. Yes. You are freaking out About what she does I She floats up and down Skulls come out of every end Eyes popping out towards you I need you to make a role In how well you do How do you do in this dance competition? Am I doing a uh, 20 here? Yes, you are. Come
3: on. An 11.
2: And the disadvantage on that at 11?
3: Uh-oh. Come on. Lower number. 14. So the
2: 11. 11. I'm an... All right. You do your moves. What's your patented move? My patented move? Yeah.
3: What do you try to pull off? The, the, <laughs> I do like the... Uh, I do, like, the thumbs up in the
4: (laughs) the (laughs) air. Back, forth,
2: boom, boom, boom. You're going back and forth all of a sudden. You put your thumb towards the sky. Boom. Hit the giant disco ball in the sky. And it goes everywhere. And unfortunately, since you lost that, everyone gets hit
3: by your most famous spell. What's that spell? Uh, At the time, you know, before... This spell was the Ray of Perkins. It was known as the Brown spell. You've been
1: uh, in with Mr. So, so brown what are you
3: saying spell. here? I'm so out of my mind that uh, I'm just throwing thumbs everywhere, and the spell just pops out of my thumb. In, That's exactly it, what happens. You are shooting ball? here, here, shoot up towards the disco ball. Wait, it, just, wait. So I was shooting Brown spell out of my thumbs like every time I no, was. No, you damn, were
2: you were cool then. You were kind of doing, it, but you shot up the Brown spell at this
3: disco ball. Hits every powerful. piece of glass. Like a powerful shot. Like a five bi- roper.
4: Oh, no. Oh, my God. What? Oh. This is... It's that
2: disco ball. And goes to everyone. All of a sudden, everyone hits that brown note.
3: So this spell shoots up at this disco ball, refracts off this disco ball, and oh. hits everybody that's at the dance. So that I'm shooting brown spell at everybody at the dance in this room. Everyone at the
2: dance. All right, I'm going to need Kip. I'm going to need Hogleg. Roll your constitutions. Does Hopefully. it hit me? Yes. Oh, so, it definitely so backfires hits So on me Boom, as well. all the way down. Strikes hard on
1: you. So am I rolling, too? Hopefully there's not an Omer halfling behind you. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> got a tray of t- uh, what did tray you get? of fucking
0: nachos. Can- <laughs> what did you get? I got a four.
2: Oh my gosh! You already lost yours with that eleven. Hogleg, you were in the bathroom. Nothing really happened to you, but everyone else... pooping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are pooping. Just voluntarily.
2: <laughs> we call that... We call that the safe space. You went ahead and pooped right into that bowl. Very nice, you but... You pooped every... <laughs> where you are <were> supposed to.
1: <laughs> as, as you... <laughs> <laughs> That's a much better way to put it than voluntarily. <laughs> you moved where you were supposed to. <laughs>
0: like I love some, it. Something you'd say to, like, a little kid and a little pat on the head.
1: Kemp, oh,
2: good for unfortunately you. Unfortunately, Kip, you were in the mayhem. You were in the darkness of all. You got hit.
0: I sullied my...
2: sullied right into your... Oh, when will it
4: stop? <laughs> Nobody knows. It keeps trying. I don't want to. I don't want to do it anymore.
2: Melvin, yourself, came right down on yourself. But something happened. You don't know. You've never felt more relieved in your life, but at the same time, you constantly feel a constant pressure. And I feel that you don't know if you'll ever be able to poop again. I oh, don't know.
3: What have I done? What have I done? What Let's...
4: have I done? What have I done? <laughs> no! <laughs>
3: I'm just...
0: dropped to your knees in this inch-deep layer in the gym at school. Whoa! What have I done? <laughs> and every everybody was poo- pooping. <laughs> <laughs> if you, know, if I love you
2: this kid <laughs> if you want to know what he's done, listen to our earlier podcasts.
3: Uh, nobody turned inside out, though, right? Nobody turned inside out. It was nah. just a big poopy.
0: Nah, like how how many people? I mean,
1: how many people at this? Five hundred people. Shit themselves. 500? And came out clean on the other mm-hmm. side. <laughs> are, the, are
0: there? Are no, there? the
1: Shawshank
3: reference. Are there uh, professors? Yes. At yeah. this Too. So I mean mm-hmm. even. I made a lot of enemies, but I think, this night. You did,
2: but at the same time, a lot of people drink that punch. Nobody knows really how they shit their pants the next <laughs> day. They don't even
1: notice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody really they're knows. tripping so much, they're, like, playing in it. Oh, gross. <laughs> I wouldn't say that much. Nope. It's everyone's, smelly. Everyone's it's pants like a, came on. It's
4: like on.
3: a smelly rave. It, it turns into, like, a, like the bloodbath like and blade. It turns into, like, a slip and slide. <laughs> People just <laughs> go and
2: chest down Through
1: it across the <laughs> room Alright
2: before that happens That is the legend of the golden trough Before the The poop
1: Huzzah.
3: Huzzah. Huzzah Is that the story of how Melvin won the Golden trough
2: That is the story of how Not only Melvin but he kept the trophy On his side for the pig blisters Of the golden trough
0: Well there it was folks, a big round of applause for Sam in the first session he's ever been a dungeon master. And now you know a small part of the history of Melvin Hardmeat. I know I had a blast playing Kip, and uh you know who knows, maybe we'll meet again someday. I have one other thing to share with you before we get back into the regular story. For 38 episodes, I have been manually doing all of our editing. I think it's turned out alright, but it's far from perfect and it is extremely time consuming. So for the next little bit, I've decided to try out one of the automatic leveling and mixing services available online. I'm not going to say the name right now, just in case it turns out like utter crap, but if it works out, I'll mention the name later on. One thing you're going to notice is a slight increase in volume. I've tried to get us right around the negative 16 LUF standard that public broadcasting uses, but, as mentioned, it wasn't always perfect. We should align a lot closer to that now. And there may have been other artifacts or differences. I haven't listened to the entire thing yet. If you do notice anything, you can either tweet us at at VGA team. You can find us on Facebook. You can fill out the contact form on our website, the VGAT.com. You know, whatever. So we're going to try this out for a few episodes. If it sticks, hallelujah, I would love to reclaim like 15 hours of my life every week. If it sucks, we'll go back to the old way. So get your fingers on the volume adjustment, everyone. It's not that bad on my setup, but everybody's speakers or headphones are different. We're going to fade out into some music and then fade back into the episode. I'll see you again in the mid-roll.
2: Well, it was a good level. Let's start it started off with a plus nine to my hit points, which was fantastic from last time. I think I only got two or something like that. Mm-hmm. I learned the spell Gesh, spelled G E A S, if you can get that Gesh, where I can command an individual to do or not to do a task if they fail a wisdom saving throw. If they are charmed and resist what I say, they take a 5d10 psychic damage. But only works if I know their language and can talk to them. So if they can't understand me,
0: mm-hmm. kind of useless. Pretty but much everything speaks common, so.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you come up to bigger things, may- maybe. We'll see what happens with
0: that. And then I bought an... <laughs> You're going to be doing something like, I cast gas on it and be like, uh, <laughs> No habla espanol.
2: <laughs> exactly. And we went to the shop, found some really cool things there. I bought an immovable rod. And I'll let somebody else describe that because it's awesome. And then I also got a scale mail plus one to add to my AC.
1: Excellent. Roscoe, how about you go next? All right, I went from 9 to 10 like everybody else, I suppose. And rolled well for my hit points. Went from 65 to 73. Increased my dexterity by two points. And the modifier was five, plus five. And then uh what else did I do? I also got an immovable rod. And that is that, I believe. Yep. Alright. My dexterity is maxed out. You oh, can man. get magic
0: items and other things that will um that will improve it past that, but naturally you can't be more than twenty. Alright. Melvin, tell me how uh tell me how things work for you. Alright. Level ten. I
3: did the Uh, Normal add the average hit points of plus six because my rolls are so fucking terrible. (laughs) I got another fifth level spell slot, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Because of my uh, entrance in the school of illusion, I have a new arcane tradition, Illusory Duplicate, which allows me to create a duplicate of myself uh, when I'm faced with uh, some sort of danger. And uh, like uh, Roscoe and Kolvik, I too have an immovable rod added to my inventory. What's it do? What's uh, it do? Oh my gosh. I think uh, DM Nick's going to tell us
0: all nope. about it. Oh, all right. I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> the immovable rod, uh, it is a rod, by the way. It's an uncommon rod, in fact. This flat iron rod has a button on one end. You can use an action to press the button, which causes the rod to become magically fixed in place. Until you or another creature uses an action to push the button again, the rod doesn't move, even if it is defying gravity. The rod can hold up to 8,000 pounds of weight. More weight causes the rod to deactivate and fall. A creature can use an action to make a DC-30 strength check, moving the the fixed rod up to 10 feet on a success.
3: Who knows what we'll be able to do with these fancy
1: things? I know. I have a few ideas already. <laughs> <laughs> the immovable butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> can you
2: put something inside Melvin's butthole and just put it in there?
0: <laughs> Only if you want it to go to the third dimension.
2: I mean, you can hold it
0: there so nothing comes out. You could hang Melvin with it. <laughs> with like <laughs> shove it in there and lift him and push the button. You know, the thing I never really thought about is like
3: is the is this portal like kind of like a like, why would I make a portal in my butt that goes both ways? Like, wouldn't I just want, like, the poop to just go into the portal? Like, I wouldn't want things that were inserted into my butt to go into this dimension.
2: <laughs> you wouldn't think that, but you never thought that through when you, you made it. don't have a choice.
0: It's a little fuzzy because it's magic, but the way that I always imagined it is that, like, a thing, if it doesn't pass all the way through the portal, like, if, if there's at least some part
1: of it on the other side, you could pull it back. But otherwise, it would be a one-way portal. Is it um, like a circular plane? Like the gateway? Or is it a sphere like an interstellar? Uh, or is it just I, a singularity well, I inside like, you, like a black, like it?
3: There's like I feel a constant gravitational pull inside <laughs> of my.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it would have to be a one-way portal because it would be like, I don't know, like a vacuum or gravity or something would be like. You just get sucked inside out into <laughs> it.
1: Your abs are just chiseled from fighting against it. <laughs> like, to the point where it looks like you have a belly, but there's just huge ab muscles. Also I, also, I don't have to poop.
2: Oh, man. All right, so next update. Some guy on Twitter just told me what I need to do to get that, uh, to speak to other creatures. It's called Tongues. It's a divination third spell. Nice. Yes.
1: Is that available to clerics? It is even. Also, oh, you can cast that, and then you can cast their gesh.
2: Yeah, yeah, and so anything. Geish. Yeah, as uh, when the target Ugh. speaks, any creature that knows at least one language can hear the target understands and what it says.
0: So, should we, should we do an in-episode thank you to that yeah.
2: person? Thank you, color DM, for telling me about tongues. Um, with that, I can go ahead and speak, and as long as the target knows at least one language, it can understand what I say, and that with gesh. I should be able to do the mind control trick of level five. So, nice. Thank you, Colloid DM. I've been knocking Castle's
1: tongue from time to time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> God, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I don't get it. What do you what does that what does that mean? Um, like, on Tootsie Pops? <laughs> <laughs> you are the only person ever who knows how many licks it takes to get to the center? Mm-hmm. Who's Tootsie Pop? Ooh. all right you guys are you're hanging around in the shop on a on a bright well uh, it's getting to be real late winter early spring sort of morning here and <laughs> Aegis is dropping by but it's a little different than his normal visit because he's got two guards with him you guys have never seen him walking with any kind of an escort or a patrol or anything like that. Uh, so he saunters into the back room and um, the guards kind of like... I've always imagined the shop has like, you know, a door coming in from the front and like a stairway going up to the back. Uh, so one of them kind of like takes position by the door and one takes position by the stairway. He just says nothing about this, by the way. He just kind of like, it's just his, his purview or uh, his prerogative to, you know, carry guards with him if he wants to. But he sits down at the table, kind of nonchalantly, and he says to you guys, So I wanted to ask you about uh, Conriston. You guys remember going out there and, and finding the town disappeared? And Well, I kind of wanted to make sure you guys had cleared everything out. I'm, I'm getting ready to send some settlers in that direction, and I want to make sure that, uh, well, they're going to get there and stay there.
3: Well, uh, Aegis, we looked around. As far as we know, we got rid of the two grossest things we've ever seen in that place and there was nothing else around when we left we're pretty sure they ate everything yeah. but we I didn't hate everyone yeah everyone and everything but we have no idea where those things came from man well
0: i'm pretty sure that uh those things just kind of pop into existence and i am well, nobody really is sure where they come from but i feel pretty good about the fact that they're not going to come back i just wanted to make sure you'd gotten them all So we're planning on uh, a couple weeks from now, we're going to get a few settlers together, some of the uh, less fortunate uh, people, and uh, we'll shuffle them out there and give them a fresh start on life and set somebody up in charge of the government and whatnot. Might ask you guys to make a few supply runs out there over time, but I'll let you know how things are going. Can't just let a whole town just uh, go to waste just because everybody got to eat.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I like that these things are just, like, the sinkholes of our world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> they just pop into existence. You're just sleeping soundly in
4: your bed. Aegis, just, uh,
0: so he just, just told you guys that he's gonna get, like, groups of settlers ready, essentially, to go out there and May ask you to escort them, may ask you to take supplies, etc., but...
2: And these are yeah, the-
0: That's basically all he's got to say about it, so you guys can kind of, like, make some small talk, or unless you had other questions for him right now. What's up with the guards, Aegis? have uh, just been, uh, hearing some rumors
1: lately. Nothing to concern yourself with right now. Maybe we could take care of these rumors for you. Yeah, if only it was that easy, I'd have asked you already. We do not easy things.
0: Well, it's just rumors circulating around that some people are getting a little, uh... Restless, maybe with uh, local government and I'm looking around trying to find where the source of these rumors are, but I'll let you know as soon as I do know because I am going to need someone to look into it right now it's all unfounded though have we heard
1: anything about this from the local towns folks? Uh, you guys have not heard anything about this you heard any rumors bar on town about any work in the meantime? he does not have any work for you
0: right now <laughs> mostly he's just gathering up and well trying to repopulate a town so unless you guys want to start doing charity drives for bushels of wheat
1: and shit like that hey just did you know that uh Melvin never ever poops <laughs> 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 he,
0: he like just kind of looks over at you and goes well you're a wizard aren't you why would he shit <laughs> like that's just assuming knowledge <laughs> <like>. <laughs> I
2: would have hoped he said like just look at you I don't give a shit, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, didn't we talk about that early on that it's like uh it's it's just like common knowledge that wizards uh poop into the third dimension <laughs> i just I didn't know it was that like a uh,
3: maybe every like, every wizard had the power to create a portal in their book,
2: maybe it was known, but it's not surprising, like not every wizard does, but not surprising that one does he's like, oh, you're one of those kind of wizards,
0: yeah, there you go. Oh, he's, he's got a newfound respect for you, because it's, you know, wizards of a certain level or higher, you know? He just assumed you were that good before, but now he knows.
4: <laughs> prove <No>. it. <laughs> <laughs> How you prove that?
0: By not pooping. Oh my god.
1: hard meat! you're just going to go in this room for 72 hours. You can't prove anything with the absence of poop just that i'm constipated I'm,
3: i've just been constipated for 25 years <laughs>
0: <laughs> It snaps on a uh a little like i was gonna say a rubber glove but they wouldn't have rubber it snaps on a leather glove <laughs>
2: so do we have a time expected where we're gonna escort these people
0: he doesn't have a specific time he for yet. Did. he'll let you know well uh how are the kids ages He's really just got Daph. That's his only daughter. But uh, he tells you that she's uh, she's coming along. You know, she's coming along to see that uh, the Gringold family legacy really lies in local government and not in in uh, adventuring. He's very happy with the work that you guys did when he asked you to take him out, take her out on an adventure. Very well. That's um, that's all good.
2: <laughs>
0: all I'm gonna, right.
3: I'm gonna keep eating my <coughs> porridge and. I mean is this mystery meat? I mean, we've always been very uh short with ages and he's
0: been short with us. Mm-hmm. I mean He's that, just he, not a small talk kind of guy. He'll make some once in a while, but rant. you know. You guys, you guys aren't like friends, you're assets. All right. Do you want to be friends with him, Roscoe No, I don't I don't know. Do really we want to
2: do we know that or is this kind of just his insight into us? Do we know we're not well, his I th- friends? I think you
0: guys have figured this out about it okay. by now.
2: I mean I want to be friends with him, but <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
0: What, is, what do you do for fun, Aegis? Just... Nothing.
3: You ever,
0: <laughs> you ever play Pogs? <laughs> he has never played Pogs. He's not really a man of leisure. Mm. And when he says he does nothing for fun, he means it very literally. He goes on to explain. He sits in his room that you guys were in with the leather chairs and a big crackling fire and just does nothing.
2: I'm actually fascinated by the world of Pogs. I mean, I'm not really a gambling addict, so I won't do it a whole lot, but... You asked about Pogs, my eyes just kind of lit up. I'm like, oh man, that was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> and right away, he's like, nope! <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs> that's pretty much what you get. He, uh, packs up his little tent and leaves. And that is, uh, that's it for the, that's it for the Aegis update. I, I think I want to have a
3: little chat with Kolvik. I'm kinda, I'm kinda concerned with, uh, you know, how things have been playing out with, with him lately, with you lately. You know, we started this, you've been getting into gambling and selling your pants and lighting people on fire and touching... (laughs) Again with the lighting the guy on fire. I'm just a little concerned, like, you know, I I know that you've been trying to get in touch with your god a little bit, and maybe this is you just, maybe this is your experimental phase, you know, you're just going through a phase, but, you know, I just just want to know what's on your mind, man, like, what's going on? Where do you see yourself heading up? I feel, um,
2: I mean, we've been venturing together, so I feel a little bit open. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, I've never tried this stuff before. I'm a young youth, I mean, what did you do when you were 200 years ago?
3: Yeah, this isn't about me.
2: No? Mm
0: -hmm. This is about you. I love, I I love how fucking... Like that answer has been the answer so many times. Don't ask me questions.
4: (laughs) Don't talk to me. me, (laughs) You don't talk to
0: me about me.
3: Mm -hmm. How dare you talk to me? Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. (laughs) This
2: is all. I mean, this whole experience is new to me as well. So I, I actually don't know what to tell you on this. It's kind of all. This is just random experiences that are in the moment and want to have, but I haven't really thought through about what all this means to me at this point.
3: All right. Very sweet of you to care Just looking out for him, man Eight. Nine. Just, uh Just seeing a side of you, you know I just didn't expect, you know When we, when we what, brought you okay.
2: would I, mean, I would Actually, I wouldn't say back Because I'd probably just be calm But I'm kind of curious, what do you feel about your
3: young protege Just lighting fluid on people Listen, uh I've raised Roscoe from a young age And, uh Listen, I, I know he's got some demons but uh, deep down, I know he's got a heart of gold, so... Steal my own heart. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, listen, he's got some... He's got some reasons to have some demons, is all I'll say. I'm just a child
2: listening to my chemical romance in my room while listening to gods and contemplating the world right now. Okay. All right. My gray eyeliner, I mean, my black <laughs> eyeliner, my gray plants, and...
1: When I was a young orc... <laughs>
0: My, <laughs> up in your room, listening to my alchemy romance. <laughs> Wait, like, what color are your pants now? Would you say? Where
4: are you, God? Where are you? Yeah,
0: that's gonna be a struggle. Yeah, crisis of faith.
2: Pants are. I mean, they're still. I mean, I haven't went body more, so they're still a more of an eggshell white. They haven't gotten anything. But if if I did again, it would probably maybe a different color, maybe even a green. I'll try to expand
0: that. Whoa. I don't know. I don't oh, know. You're going. You're really branching out then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who the
2: orc guy was. I haven't visited my parents in a while. I'm just kind of dog loose on the town. Whatever that means.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So as the two of you are having this conversation on one side of the room, Roscoe, you're hanging out on the other side of the room and uh, and Grace comes up and kind of like tugs on the, the back of your shirt and says, Roscoe, what's a sans gruel? And... There's a moment where you don't recognize what she's talking about, and then it clicks in. You do know what a sans gruel is. In fact, it is the thing that your father spent most of his life looking for, and as you turn around, you see, in her hands, Tim Toskobble's
1: gruel journal, a small, leather-bound notebook with all of his notes. Where did you find that?
0: Oh, it's just sitting around upstairs.
1: Can we bring it to me, please?
0: And she, she hands it to you. Hmm. You have this journal now in your hand, this journal that you, you probably haven't looked at in maybe even 20 years. Dusty old notebook. And she says, I was looking through it, and I think I, think I know the place he talks about. Really? And uh, she goes on to describe something, and, and you remember some bits and pieces of this, because you probably flipped through this thing a couple times when you were younger, uh, that there is the entrance to a tomb that is, uh, that is near a, a pond... With three jade statues uh, One of them of a trout One of a bear And one of a deer And she says My mommy talked about a place like that From where she was from I think it might be the same place What do you think? I don't know how to talk like a child by the way So you're gonna have to (laughs) Dear listener Forgive my not good You know Whatever she is Six year old child voice Where did your mom say it was? said it was outside of the town she lived in uh, it, was, uh, it takes her a little while to think of it but the town is named Aelys Esari A-L-Y-S-E-S-A-R-I she knows that it's somewhere south in the in the Elvish woods but obviously this little girl has never been there so she doesn't know. Great job
1: Grace. And I'm kind of stunned. That's some good detective work. I don't know where you got it from. Grace is beaming at you, by the way, a little bit of praise
0: and a, a pat on the head, and she's uh, she's pretty ecstatic with her, uh, with her work. She's got her hands on her hips, and she's smiling, all sassy. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the mid-roll. How's that audio quality so far? I feel like it's working out okay, but I'm not betting the farm just yet. You know, I always like to make sure you folks know you can find us online in a bunch of different places. The main one is our website, which is the VGAT.com. That is is T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com. You can, of course, actually listen to the episodes right there on the site. You can also find links to all of our social media stuff like Twitter and Facebook or the now defunct MySpace page if you want to go look at that for fun and all the rest of them. We don't post a ton of content right now, but don't worry folks, if this editing thing works out, you'll find me posting a lot more often with all that abundant free time. Plus, winter is going to roll around again soon enough. If you haven't heard of a little place called Minnesota, we have summer and winter here, with a week of spring or fall in between them. So, after it drops from 90 to 30 in a matter of hours, you'll find me posting a lot more content. I'd like to thank our Patreon and Kofi supporters again this month for their support of this show. This month's decision to bite the bullet and just go with the damn editing service was definitely helped along by that support, since, you know, it does cost some money. If you want to help cover that cost as well, you can donate at patreon.com slash vgat. You can also find that link on our website that I mentioned earlier. So, last week, I asked all of you not to be shy and tell a friend about us. Well, gold darn it, you folks really came through in a big way. Last week, we noticed a massive spike in our downloads. We nearly doubled our previous weekly high score. It is truly awesome when things like this happen. It really, really, really makes me happy that we're doing this. And it makes me really happy that we have so much more story to tell you. You know, and hey, unlike all those TV shows and movies that are just trying to convince you to tune into the next season or sequel, we actually have a complete story to tell you with a hopefully satisfying ending to it someday. At a minimum, I think you're really going to like the next few story arcs, and I have a ton of stuff I am really excited to get into coming soon. Well, that's everything I've got for you this week. Please let us know what you think of the new editing quality. I will not be sad if you think it's better. In fact, I will be overjoyed. If you do find problems with it, or have suggestions, or whatever, let me know. I truly have no clue what I'm doing as an editor, as a producer, a DM, or even as a human being sometimes, so please, dear God, help me. Thank you all so much. Let's get back to the thing you actually come here for. What do you guys want to do?
2: Anyway, that's what I'm doing with my childhood. What would you do with yours? What, what's going on over here?
1: <laughs> uh, Melvin, a word. Uh, Grace found this, my dad's uh, journal upstairs and was paging through it, and she thinks uh, she knows where this thing is that I'm looking for. Sands gruel. And my dad, he spent his whole life looking for it. I kind of gave it up. But Grace says she knows where this cave that's described in the journal is. You ever heard of a place like that? By Aayla Sasari? First I'll ask,
0: uh, do I know what a sand scroll is? Um, so you guys are... Let me dig a little bit into the legend here, since this is uh, new just not only to you guys, but also to our listeners. There the- is many a long story and legend about a guy by the name of Jason Bryce. Jason Bryce is long accepted to be just one of the chillest bros in history. A real swell guy. He's the kind of guy that parents use to uh, tell stories about uh, to encourage their children to be nice. The legend of uh, Jason Bryce goes that he was, uh, he was a poor young man uh, raised by his parents who were both potters and uh, was being raised in the same tradition. But he was just so damn nice to everybody. Just always chill, never a care or a worry. And one day there was a, a very rich old man that needed help. The stories vary, you know, from from town to town and from place to place. But this older person needed some help and, well, Jason Bryce helped him out. And when the old man died, he left his fortune to Jason Bryce. So he didn't have to be a, a, a potter anymore. While Jason went on to live his life... Basically the same way he had before. Despite now being filthy rich, he spent his entire life giving away that fortune, being nice to people, letting them crash at his place, and just in general being the chillest bro you could ask for. Rumor is that when he passed away, he set up a tomb for himself, and in this tomb is the Sands Gruel. It's a bowl. He said he would never eat gruel again, nor would anybody else that he uh, could help. And, uh, hey, and gruel. Nice. You like that? Without
2: gruel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, the legend is he set up this uh, this tomb with the, a series of tests. And whoever could pass these tests and prove that they were just as chill as he was would go on to receive his blessing. That blessing is often thought of as the Sans Gruel. Some people think of it as a metaphor. Some people think it's just tall tales told by country folk. Others say perhaps... It's a chalice of pure gold, or a bowl perhaps, and that if you find it, you might find not only the gruel itself, but all of his riches. So the legend goes.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Would there also be a man standing by these sands, gruels? Shh. Oh, the reference, my bad.
3: So, as Melvin, uh, do I know all of? Do I know the legend of Sansgruel?
0: Oh yeah, you guys all know the story no? of Sansgruel. Okay. I mean, that's that's a or not sorry, not of the Gruel necessarily. Um, you definitely know Jason Bryce, and yeah, Melvin, I would say that at a minimum, Roscoe probably would have shared this journal with you at some point. You guys maybe even looked for clues at some point. Kolvik, you probably just know the the Jason Bryce story.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a common story where you want to it's a rags to riches pretty much story. Mm-hmm. And so for a young man such yourself in the farmland, I mean, if you work hard, you will be rewarded.
1: And if you're super chill to people, yeah. you'll be rewarded. Yeah. You want to be
2: chill, so that's why we're always so chill to folks.
1: Doing to others like uh <laughs> as uh you would do on um <laughs> I don't know why I made him a story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: man.
1: This is a chill, bro. Do unto
2: others, man, as you would be done unto myself. Yep. So the- <laughs>
3: what's what's the one from Baby Cakes? Uh, <laughs> where um, where you can have sex with your mouth. You know, oh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's it's a nicest it's the nicest thing you could do to thy neighbor. Or like
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: no. <sighs> <laughs> that's a Professor Brothers one, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Or it's no, it's just like. There's a baby kick
0: still it. It's it's just Jesus Christ. It's like the JFK one where they like oh. the characters are there kind of, but it's just the story. Or no, it's like the fuck the the Sodom and Gomorrah one. She's a whore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for good, cool now. But the good news <laughs> is, whores are cool now. <laughs>
3: All right, so I look at um, Roscoe. I'm like, this is a weird coincidence. Like, what are the chances that you're the mother of your child? I I guess we never really established like Grace is his child, but we all kind of pretty much we kind of accept that that's probably the case. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what a weird coincidence. But I mean. Roscoe, how do you feel about this? This was your, your dad's diary. I mean, how strongly do you feel about going and chasing this legend down?
1: I mean, I feel like we'd be foolish not to. I haven't thought about it for a long time, but like it's kind of what we do. It's our jam, so to speak, to go after legends. Yeah, and I do and feel treasure. like uh, it probably helped me put some of uh my bad feelings to rest from my childhood. Well, I'm all for that since I feel like most of those bad feelings
3: could basically be directed at me. But um, should we bring uh, Kovac into this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's handy in a fight, and i will be fighting. So, Kovac, we got a
3: we have potentially something to do here. We got a legend. You know the legend of Jason Bryce, right? Jason Bryce. Yeah, yeah. I know the tale the tale of Jason Bryce. So apparently, Grace's mom may have come from uh, the area where Jason Bryce's tomb is. At that point, I'm just in awe shock. Oh
2: my god! Are we going there? Are, are we heading that way? I think so. Oh, I'm in. I'm always in.
0: How far away is this? Uh, this place. So you you guys consult some uh, some of your maps and other adventuring you know notes and whatnot. Uh, it is a is a couple weeks journey, uh, several weeks journey, I should say, to the south. Um, we still haven't put up a good map or anything like that for reference, but uh, kind of the southern half of the kingdom of Coal is uh, is largely forest land, and it's known that that's the uh, that's, kind of, that's kind of where the elves hang out. That's where they've established their cities and towns and what have yous. Are what, they uh, it against half elves? I don't think that they are. Most of them, anyway. I mean, you're going to find assholes anywhere, but. What, what about of, half orcs? Mm, maybe a little less tolerant of half orcs, but typically not super bad. Keep my mouth. You'll right. get a suspicious eye or two. You maybe get that one jerky shopkeep that won't make wedding cakes for you, but <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. that guy.
2: I didn't want his cakes anyway. Yeah. I want baby cakes, damn it!
0: All right. But other than that, people are, and I mean, the Kingdom of Coal is a is a very large, civilized, and I would dare say somewhat progressive versus what most people would think of for ye oldy medieval times. Um, people of all races and classes and everything else travel everywhere and yeah, it's just kind of normal shit everybody just thinks everybody's people for the most part what kind of elves are we talking uh forest elves high elves okay. the occasional moon elf ooh moon elf gross <laughs> <laughs> i don't even fucking know what they
4: are <laughs>
3: <laughs> sounds
0: gross <laughs> moon what's gross about the moon you, you don't know. want to get any moon on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moon. Especially a full moon Oh okay, yeah all right. It took it's me inside. a little bit to catch up there uh, So you guys have now brought Kolvik into the conversation You guys have I think decided you're gonna go
3: Yeah we're yes. going We have decided we're gonna go
0: So this is how many weeks away? It's a couple of weeks to the south. Let's, uh, I didn't measure it all out, but let's just call it, it's, um, it's a three week journey to the south.
3: Wow. That's a long time.
0: That might be one of the longest
3: trips we've done.
0: It is. Like the gonna... longest, for the furthest you guys have been up to now has been, I think, like four, <laughs> four or five days. <laughs> Apparently we're bringing the drums <laughs> with us. <laughs> so you guys are going to embark upon this journey. You, uh, you take a couple of weeks to prepare and, uh. You tell Perkins about it, let him know you're going to be gone for a couple of weeks, you know, hold my calls and all the rest of that. Grace is really excited about it for the first, like, two weeks or so, uh, or sorry, for the first couple of days as you're preparing. And then she gets real, like, kind of quiet and standoffish in the last day before you guys leave. Um, you you ask her about it a couple of times and she's just, no, you know, she's just kind of clammed up. She's just not saying anything. You're not sure why, but you know, she, whatever it is, she's just not willing to share it yet, so... You pack up your things, and uh, and you get on the road. Yeah, we, um, I assume we're taking our war hosers. <laughs> yeah. <My laughs> Giddy up, guy. Giddy up, guy. <laughs> and uh, on we go. You get on the road, and you start heading south. Pass through some familiar ground, and eventually you start making your way into less and less familiar ground. You are a few days out. Roscoe, you've been noticing over the past few days that... Your rations seem to be going a little faster than you thought they would oh boy there's uh there's just like little bits taken out here and there, and then uh, sometimes there's a whole one missing and and uh, and it's like hard to explain until as you are passing into the early stages of the forest out of nowhere you hear a yelp come from your bag, and all of a sudden your bag starts getting real heavy, and I'm gonna have you make a Either strength or dexterity save, your choice. Dexterity, I guess. 17. 17. You are able to hold yourself in your saddle, and you just kind of like straighten your arms out back behind you, and your backpack slides off, hits the ass end of your war hoser, and drops to the ground. Out of your bag, unbelievably, climbs Grace. I can believe it. She doesn't fit (laughs) in his bag. Like, she's too big to be in the bag. Oh. Jason, and Bryce, what are you doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she's like, she's shocked, obviously. Uh, and she is a little, um, uh, what would you call it? Like, like a little kid is nervous when they when they get caught doing something that they're not supposed to. Uh, she's a little sheepish, I guess is the right word. Uh, and she's just like, I just wanted to come with. I've never been to where my mom is from. So I wanted to come, I wanted to come with, but I knew you'd say no.
1: You know it's gonna be dangerous, right?
0: Says so I don't care. I wanna, I wanna see it. I wanna see where she's from. All right, man. How far are we? Are we from town? Uh, you're like maybe two more days to to get to this town.
3: Well, how the hell was she in your backpack? I don't know. We'll figure
0: it out. What's in there? Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, do, how did you fit in the backpack?
0: She doesn't want to answer. She's being real sheepish about it. Hand me my backpack. She, so she kind of like pulls the, you know, the bag off uh, of her legs, essentially stands up and, and hands you the bag. And there's your bag. And I look through it, see what's going on. Uh, well, for the most part, you see a bunch of crushed supplies because a little girl just popped out of it. Um, but you don't find anything that you didn't put in there.
2: Um, I'm going to ask you, have you been seeing Exoot lately? I haven't
0: seen her in a little while. How long is a little while? A couple weeks.
4: Hmm.
2: I don't know. I'm just trying to to figure out in my own head how a little girl her size will fit in a backpack that small without any sort of portable hole
0: or anything like that.
1: Why did you yelp when you were in my back? Um, I'm gonna...
0: uh, What do you want to do here? Do you want to persuade or do you want to intimidate? Um, persuade. Thirteen. So with a 13, um, she's, she's kind of coming around, but she doesn't quite want to tell you. Ah, fuck it. You guys, you, you guys are on the side of the road. You can just kind of question her as long as it takes to get there. Um, and she says, I turn into a mouse. Yeah, how did... Wait, wait, wait. What? She's kind of like staring down at the ground and kind of kicking at a rock now. She says, I turned into a mouse.
1: How do you do that? I don't know. I just turn into things and I turn into a mouse so I could be in your bag. You turn into things? So you can turn into other things besides a mouse? Well, not a lot of stuff. What other things? Well, like
0: like a bird or like a fish. Like not all of them, like, and I can't really swim, but like I can, like just stuff. Well, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little too teenager here.
2: Just <laughs> stuff, thanks.
0: Pretty amazing. Um, I'm, gonna, so, uh, I'm thinking Lexi might be a druid. a druid
3: of some sort, yeah. Can I do a, some sort of, have insight or
2: anything into the what druids do as kind of like divine or something?
0: I'll just, need a little more specific of a question than that.
2: I'm looking to see if I know more about druids myself, just to decide if she would be one of a druid. I don't I mean,
0: know.
1: You would know of druids, mm-hmm. is there... I feel like Melvin would know a lot because he's so old. Mm? Yeah. yeah, okay. And, yeah. Yeah,
0: so Melvin would probably have uh, some, some bits of background here. Well, those old gray-haired balls. We've established he's middle-aged looking. Yeah. His old middle-aged balls. <laughs> but that's, that's the weird thing about elves is they go gray from the feet up.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: His legs all gray. He's just like
2: muscular
3: from out like waist up now. That's that's not canon. That's I can't. I get a hair dye for my balls. <laughs> just for men. This is balls. Touch a gray, like a your ball, <laughs> I want the experience of a of an old man, but you know the energy of a young man. Your ball beard is weird. Ball all beard. All the way from your chest pubes down to your ball fro Anywho. So what do I know about druids? Because I'm I mean, thinking she... I'm thinking either... I'm thinking right now Lexi must
0: have been part druid, but I'm not sure. Uh, so you you guys wouldn't have any way of knowing anything about Lexi at this point, uh, other than what's already known, and whether or not she is a druid is not one of the things that you would have known about her. Uh, or at least not anything that she ever revealed to you, Roscoe. But she, uh, you know, probably had a lot of shit you didn't know about her. Mm-hmm. Um, As far as what Melvin knows about druids, I mean, you are aware of them. You know uh, capabilities that they have. You do know that shape-shifting is one of the capabilities that they have. I guess I'm at... Would I know that...
3: uh, You know... Would she have to have parents that were part druid? Like, is is, uh, druid something that's dependent on her parents?
0: Um, You don't know if it is hereditary, but you suspect that... Or sorry, I should say, you don't know if heredity is necessary to being a druid. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, but you've probably heard some rumors that it helps. Okay. Gotcha. So it's Inclination. not... Inclination. Uh, It'd be the same with any kind of magic user. Like, Does
2: Roscoe know anything about the father? I mean, through... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <of laughs> is it he the... F- of, of who? Okay, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking stepdad. I'm like, that wouldn't make sense. Step 10. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> hey,
0: you, I mean, we'll you guys, you don't know if uh, Grace is Roscoe's child. I mean, yeah. that's been established too. like, Or rather, it hasn't been <laughs> resolved. I guess the point is, is that her
3: parents didn't necessarily have to be druids for her to have this power. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. it yeah, is, it that it is true. So, so the question is, can we even figure out where she got this power
0: from? Um, I don't think that that's something that you could figure out. Like somebody... If somebody bumped into Melvin Hardmeat on the street, they wouldn't have a way of, like, necessarily telling whether or not he was a magic user or where his power came from or whatever else. It's not something that you can size up about a person, I don't think. Uh, I mean, unless you've got your midi Chlorion detector on you or whatever. Do I? uh, No, you left it at home. Bummer. Okay. Um, I I just, I guess this is maybe something, hey, VGAT fans, write in and tell me that I'm fucking wrong or whatever, but. I don't think that you can tell, like, where somebody's power comes from, or, like, whether or not they're, you know, magical or druidic or whatever. Yeah, I don't think that there's a way that that's some... I, I can't think of a way where you would be able to figure it out or know that. Alright. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. She's got powers. Mm-hmm. So far, that's what we know. So, yeah, she's, um... She's kind of, uh, being coy about it, but she's now let you know that she's, um, able to change her shape. Well... Can you change back into a mouse so we can put you safely back into the backpack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says she's tired and she needs to rest for a little bit. She can't hold it forever. Uh, oh. but At least several days, it seems. Yeah, well, and she's been like... Basically, what's been going on here is she's been like sneaking out of the bag at night with some of your rations and going off somewhere else to rest and then sneaking back in before morning. Episode 39, 1,001 Uses for Removable Rods, was released on July 22nd, 2018. And you know, if you come back next week, I bet you'll find a little more. VEGA!
1: VEGA! VEGA!
4: VEGA!
0: The very good
4: adventuring team!
3: <laughs> you know, a sad story will just totally
1: move her, you know? How about at the beginning of the movie, up?
3: Oh, yeah, every time. I cry. Every if, time. If you don't cry. Every yeah. time.
4: If you don't cry at the beginning of Up, you're a fucking piece of shit.